My name is Dulce Valencia, and welcome to Telenovelas con Dulce, a podcast where every week I invite special guests to break down the telenovelas we love. From the music, to the cast, to the unforgettable plot twist. Every slap, every imbecile, every secret twin. I have got you covered. Bienvenidos and welcome to the last Telenovelas con Dulce episode of the 2021 year. My name is Dulce Valencia. I am your host and welcome to the podcast where I rewatch telenovelas and recap them for you all. Before I get started on covering the plot of Lo que la vida me robó, I'm going to take a few minutes to talk about you all, my listeners, read some really sweet comments I've gotten in the past few months and also give a few shout outs. It's going to be very sentimental and very gushy. So if y'all don't want to listen to this, you can skip to the 12 minute and 30 second mark. And once you get to that point, I'm going to be covering the plot, but if you do want to listen, listen ahead. Y'all, can you believe it's the end of the year? This is the last episode I'm going to be recording for this year, and almost a year has gone by since I first started this podcast. I... I can't believe it. Time has flown by, but also at the same time, it all feels so eternal. It's like that weird thing. But just wanted to take a moment to appreciate you all and thank you all for listening. I've been getting some very sweet messages. And I also want to take this moment to give a couple of shout outs to the people who have been listening for almost a year who have helped me grow my podcast, helped me grow my YouTube channel and everything. And I'm just really grateful for you all. So I'm going to take the next few minutes to acknowledge you all. And I also want to take a moment to read some of the reviews, which I saw the other day. And there's a few reviews and I was like, oh, they're so sweet. And also to read some of your messages. Actually, today is Wednesday. So I'm actually recording this episode the night before it's supposed to be released. I know, I know, I said I wasn't going to procrastinate, but here we are. Hopefully I can be better in the new year. And as I was getting ready to record, I got a really sweet message from Maida, and I wanted to share that with you all, and then I also am going to share a few other people's. So Maida said, Hey, I hope you're having a good day. I just wanted to send this DM to tell you how much I love your podcast. I am so grateful that a video of yours came across my For You on TikTok. I discovered your podcast in like late February, and I have been an absolute fan ever since. I also was screaming when you met Sebastian Rulli, and I just want to let you know that your work is so appreciated. And me as a listener, I love your work and can't wait to see how much more you accomplish. Thanks for making this podcast and giving telenovelas the recognition it deserves. Ah, Maida, this was so sweet. And I don't know if it's because it's a new year or I, I don't know, but it just, it did tear me up a little bit when I saw this. So thank you so much for taking time out of your day to reach out to me. I really appreciate it. And I'm also going to read a few other messages, but these messages are reviews I've gotten. So so on my reviews on Apple Podcast, I have this from Ojos Coquetos 02, who said this podcast is what I look forward to weekly. Dulce is so good at novela talk and transforms me to when I first watched the novelas. I never watched Lo que la vida me robó, and I'm going to start watching it and following along with Dulce. Please do Mañanas para Siempre or Cuando Me Enamoro with Silvia Navarro or Do El Color de la Pasión or A Que No Me Dejas with Osvaldo Benavides. I highly recommend. 
Thank you so much, Ojos Coquetos. I love Mañanas Para Siempre. I recently started rewatching Cuando Me Enamoro for, for just for fun. And I, I was a fan of Color de la Pasión, although I didn't finish it. But I will definitely check them out. And I will make some episodes. I think I'm going to do more one-off episodes like I did with El Diablo con los Guapos. Y'all seem to really enjoy that one. And it's one of my most listen to episodes so i'm gonna do a few more of those as we head into the year just so i can cover more telenovelas too and then i have this oh i actually hadn't seen this one. Oh, this is awesome so it's from private gg on on apple Podcasts and says best telenovela podcast i love how you go over symbolism in novelas keep them coming i would like to see you review classic novelas like tres mujeres niña mala mía pasión de gavilanes carita de ángel la intrusa el derecho de nacer gata salvaje quinceañera of course we need silvia navarro mañana es para siempre marathon oh y'all i'm I'm so happy that y'all love Silvia Navarro just as much as I do. And y'all remember Kim. We're like obsessed with Silvia Navarro. Thank you so much for your review. And yes, 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 I do want to do more classics because I have been doing newer classics. So I want to get more into those too. All right, Jenny says, love it. Found you through TikTok a while ago and I just love this podcast. Thought I'd take the chance and ask, have you watched Pasión de Gavilanes? If not, I hope one day you do. Keep up the good work. Thank you so much for your review. And I started Pasión de Gavilanes. It was so long ago. I honestly don't remember it too well. But they are doing a remake of Pasión de Gavilanes. And I, I'm going to rewatch Pasión de Gavilanes just so I can be prepared for the remake. Because the remake just looks so good. And I love how they're bringing all the... Sorry, it's not a remake. I keep saying remake. It's a reboot, I think. I think that's the correct term. So basically, they're picking up the story 20 years later. Which it's been 20 years since the original aired, and we're gonna see new stories and see where the characters are. They got almost the entire original cast to make a reappearance, so I'm really excited to see it. And I've just been seeing the actors on social media, they're all so excited to be a part of the reboot, so I'm really excited about it. All right, this person, girl who has periods, said, Hooked, came across Dulce's TikTok on my For You page, saw she had an Etsy, bought a sticker, saw she had a podcast. Thought I'd check it out and I am hooked. I have gone through the entire Teresa series just today. Keep up the good work, girl. Thank you so much. That's so sweet and that that's so crazy. Yeah, I started the podcast first and then like a month or two ago later, I started the TikTok and that's when it really blew up. And that's and by blew up, I don't mean like I'm by no means like a popular podcast. Like I I love the small audience we do have. But uh, TikTok definitely got me way more exposure than I would have ever had. And I'm really grateful for it. And then I started selling stickers and then I started a YouTube channel. And now it's all telenovelas. And I do want to grow these whole platforms I started into the new year. And I want to create more and I want to build an audience even more because I mentioned it to you all. Eventually, I want to be in telenovelas and I want to write telenovelas. And this podcast is my way to sort of give myself a voice in this field and I'm thankful for you all because if I didn't have anyone listening to it it would just be me in my room so thank you so much and I'm so glad you found the podcast and now I want to give shout outs to a few of the people who I've talked to on social media and I haven't met you all so 
you know, you are all like internet friends is what I consider you all. Um, but I want to give shout out to Chica Bonita. Chica Bonita on TikTok was the first person who commented on one of my TikTok videos and was like, I listened to your podcast and I loved it. And that really, when you did that, I I remember I would post videos and then be like in the comments, oh, also, if you love telenovelas, check out my podcast. And, you know, I never really thought anyone actually did. So when Chica Bonita did that, I was like, oh my God, people are actually listening. And then of course I saw the numbers and I was like, oh my God, people really are listening. So it was great. So thank you, Chica Bonita, for being one of my first listeners. I also want to give a shout out to Perla, Perla who loves Corazón Salvaje. And I remember you were very sweet also and super supportive. And I appreciate you so much for being a listener. Of course, Saskia, I, I cannot talk about listeners without mentioning my Hong Kong listener. I just love saying that because obviously you're more than where you're from. But uh, when you know, like someone from Hong Kong, like you don't, like when you think of telenovelas, that's not the first place that pops into your mind. And so, and and also Sasuke is super sweet and you've, yeah, you've just been amazing. And, um, and I'm very grateful for you. And she even sent a voice memo with, which none of y'all have done. So not to like shit on y'all or anything, but um, I just really appreciate you Sasuke for being such a supportive person and listener. And also I want to give a shout out to Sam on Instagram who sent me a really sweet message and then I gave her a shout out on the podcast and then I forgot to respond for like weeks and then recently a few weeks ago she sent me a message again and we got to talking and it was just great so thank you sam for being a supportive listener and thank you for everyone i know i know i left some other people off um maria maria thank you for listening and other people i know i forgot some people i wasn't planning on making this like a little wrap-up end of the year episode but here we are but um thank you to anyone and everyone who's listened to my podcast shared it bought a sticker even just like following me on any platform thank you so much i really appreciate you all and i yeah like i said like i said i just can't wait to see what the next year brings in store because i started this podcast with like no real strategic plan like i kind of had an idea on where i was going but now i have a plan and like we're gonna use our platform and we already got the king of telenovelas to know about us so we're gonna we're gonna reach further and i'm gonna keep reaching for the sky and just dreaming as big as i can and i can't wait i just can't wait to see where this podcast takes me and i'm grateful to have you all along for the ride so with that being said, I am now going to get to the meat of the episode, which is talking about Lo que la vida me robó. For this episode, we're going to be recapping episode 16 through 20th of Lo que la vida me robó. And before I get started, I do want to have a disclaimer. This is a content warning for sexual abuse. And if you do not want to hear any of that, you can skip ahead a couple of minutes and then you'll be fine. But I'm going to start off with episode 15 because actually last week's episode, I ended the recap a little bit before episode 15 because episode 15 has a really ugly scene that I hate and it's a scene of sexual assault. So when we last left off, Monse and Alejandro were together at the Hacienda after Alejandro found out that she did not love him and he was like basically holding her prisoner and meanwhile, Jose Luis had no way of reaching Montserrat. So that's where we left off. 
So we pick up with Alejandro and Monse, and they're really unhappy. And Montserrat specifically is just repulsed by Alejandro and everything he is and he stands for because she thinks the worst of him. And it gets really ugly. And it gets to the point where Alejandro grabs her and is like, you sold yourself to me, so you're going to have to perform the duties of a wife. And he kisses her, and Monse doesn't kiss him back. And then, thankfully, we are not shown anything beyond that, but the next scene is Montserrat lying in bed, crying silently, and telling Alejandro that he just proved what he wanted to know, which is that she was not a virgin, and and that he was not her first. And there's so many things to unpack here because, number one, it's sexual assault and sexual abuse. And it's, I, I, I don't know. I don't, I, I really don't like sexual abuse in media. Obviously, I know that sexual abuse happens in real life, but I don't, I don't like how it's sometimes used as a throwaway plot point in media and specifically the reason I don't like when it's portrayed is because nine out of ten times it's going to be shown it's going to be for dramatic effect and then a few scenes down the road it's not even going to matter and it's not even going to impact the story or the character there can be an argument made for how this scene affects the character of Monse but there's no real like there's no real meaning for this having to happen and also as a character Alejandro knows that he's a product of a rape and so for me it doesn't make sense that he would assault his wife then just to prove a point just to like assert his dominance over her when he knows that his mother was also a victim of abuse by his father like that as a character choice does not make any sense for me again maybe the argument can be made and I'm just not seeing it or maybe I'm being overly sensitive about it but I just really didn't like this and I hated this and I yeah it just didn't make sense why Alejandro's character would do it and I didn't like that we that Monse doesn't address this at all and that her character isn't even shown like it happens and that's it we get a tiny scene and then that's it and so it doesn't give it the weight I feel like it merited so after the assault happens the next morning Alejandro realizes that what he did was wrong <laughs> shocker and he's trying to llevar las bases or like that translates to like, he, he's trying to keep the peace, but he's not being successful because Monse wants nothing to do with him. And all she wants is to run away. But before I get to her little runaway plot, we're going to go to Jose Luis. So Jose Luis, if you all remember, he's still in Aguasul. He just saw Monse get married and he's trying to get to her, but he doesn't know how to reach her. And so he calls Nadia, Montserrat's best friend, and asks her, to figure out where Montserrat is. And Nadia calls Graciela, Montse's mom, and asks, but Graciela lies to her and tells her that she is in Morelia because she realized that Nadia was in cahoots with Montserrat and she was like, if I tell her, she's gonna tell Jose Luis. So Graciela lies to her and then Nadia tells Jose Luis that Monse is in Morelia. So Jose Luis is intent on getting out of Agua Azul with refugio, so they're trying to get out. But when that happens, Graciela was like two steps ahead and she called the Marine and is like, 
he's going to try to go to Morelia, so block off the roads. So they block off the roads. They're questioning people in the town center, basically any male man who matches the description. They're asked, where's your ID? And if they don't have an ID, they're taken into custody. So it's an it's a manhunt for Jose Luis and Refugio. And Refugio almost gets caught, but Esmeralda saves him and pretends that he's her cousin, and then she bribes a police officer to let them go. So then Jose Luis and Refugio are trying to figure out how they're going to get out of Aguasul, and Esmeralda is trying to be like, Refugio, I love you, let me go with you. But Refugio is just like, no, it's too dangerous. And at this point, Esmeralda is like, you guys have been living in my house for over a month. Like, finally tell me who you are. And so they tell her their real names. And then that's when Esmeralda realizes that Jose Luis is the boyfriend of Montserrat. And she's the girl that basically ruined everything by going to Montserrat and pretending to be Jose Luis's ex-girlfriend so she feels really bad but she doesn't tell them anything but she's also trying to help them so she goes to Dimitrio begins flirting with him all to get the information of where Monse is from him Refugio sees this and he believes the worst of Esmeralda and he tells Jose Luis that they have to leave right now so they run off and they end up driving through a police checkpoint and there's a manhunt and a full-on chase that happens they're driving and they're in a really bad car that can't go that fast. And then finally, Jose Luis is like, we're going to have to jump off. So they're driving, they're being chased. And all of a sudden, we just see the car run off a cliff and explode, seemingly with Jose Luis and Refugio inside. So the police just sees the, the car explode and they're like, okay, they're dead. They literally don't go down there to confirm that there's bodies, which you would think that they would do. But this all works out for Jose Luis for the plot and Jose Luis and Refugio are able to run away and everyone in Aguasul thinks that they're dead so they call off the manhunt. Graciela then calls Alejandro and tells him that Jose Luis is dead and he is no longer a problem for him. Alejandro has this information and Monse walks into the room and she's like, who are you talking to her? And he's like, your mom. But he doesn't tell her that Jose Luis is dead. And the reasoning is because Alejandro knows that if Montserrat knows that Jose Luis is dead, he's going to forever live in her heart as a ghost. Whereas if she doesn't know that he's dead and she just lives constantly with the hope that he's going to come rescue her, eventually when he doesn't come, she's going to forget about him. That's at least Alejandro's point. So now we move on to the point of the plot where everyone thinks Jose Luis is dead. Monse is waiting for Jose Luis to rescue her. And Jose Luis has no idea where Monse is because he's going to the wrong place. So back at the Hacienda, it's a complete shit show. Everything is a mess. Montserrat continues to be depressed. She's not even eating. And she's not really being involved in the Hacienda and the day-to-day -day life. So she's neglecting her quote-unquote wifely duties. Alejandro is angry and everything he tries backfires. And then a mysterious woman appears at the doorstep of El Padre Alselmo's house. So this woman appears and she's crying and she's, you know, she's not wearing the best clothes and everything. She's barefoot. And El Padre Anselmo is like, who are you? And she's like, you don't recognize me? 
And then he realizes that this woman is Rosario, Alejandro's mother, except everyone thought that Alejandro's mother died. It turns out that she didn't die. She was framed by Alejandro's dad as a murderer, as killing her fiancé, whom she was going to marry. And by the way, that backstory is so intriguing. So she was framed for his murder and was sent to prison by Alejandro's father. And she gave birth to Alejandro in prison and gave him to her father to raise him. And she also told her dad to tell everyone that she died because she didn't want her son to grow up in the shame. So she's back and El Padre Anselmo is like, this is wonderful. Your your son is now the owner of the hacienda. And he catches her up to everything that's been happening. And Rosario is like really emotional. Actually, all her scenes are super emotional. I was always cheering up. And then the music is so dramatic. It's so good. But yeah, she's she's really happy to hear that her son is alive and that he grew up to be a good human being and she wants to see him but then at the same time she doesn't because she's afraid that he's gonna reject her because he's now a man of society but the priest assures her that that's not who Alejandro is and is like I'm gonna take you to go meet him and we're gonna solve these things but before he can take her to the hacienda to meet Alejandro Alejandro shows up this happens when he takes Montserrat to go around and see the community and El Padre isn't there, so it's just Rosario who is able to meet her son, but she's not able to say anything to him, and she just cries and is like, no, like, I'm not going to tell him the truth. So El Padre Anselmo gets her a job working at the hacienda. And at the hacienda, she butts heads with Maria, who, by the way, I haven't mentioned Maria. She's another character I hate. She's played by Gretel Valdez, who is this beautiful actor and is so good at playing Maria because ugh, I just hate her as Maria. And Maria is in love with Alejandro and she hates Montserrat. And she's also very, like, very, what's the word? I don't know how to say it, but... Now that Alejandro has money, se cree la muy muy. I don't know how to say it in English. Oh, she's stuck up. That's how it is. So she's really stuck up and she's treating Rosario like shit. So Rosario doesn't like her. But Alejandro is like, that's my best friend. So because Maria's dad died, Alejandro invites her to live with him in the big house in La Hacienda, which infuriates Montserrat, who already didn't like Maria because she saw that Maria liked Alejandro. And now that this happens, she kind of sees this as Alejandro disrespecting her. So they don't get along. And as I mentioned, Monse is trying to run away. So the first time she tries to run away, it's really uneventful. She really just tries to get a car and run off. But it's, ugh, she's so dumb. It was frustrating. So her first attempt, she packs up a bag, which like, girl, if you're running away leave everything like leave it behind she packs a bag and goes to the servants and is like prepare a car for me i'm gonna drive and it's like of course they're all suspicious of her because she has a maleta so they're like oh where are you going and they ask so many questions that alejandro gets back and sees that she was trying to run away so the second time she tries to run away she gets the help from maria so as we mentioned, Maria is in love with Alejandro, she hates Montserrat, and she wants her gone. So she's determined to help Montserrat escape. So she builds up a plan with Montserrat, and it all involves her getting on a horse, waiting in this little structure for someone to take her to Aguazul. 
The someone is Maria's uncle, who is played by Alberto Estrella. His name is Juventino, and he's a horrible, horrible human being, a horrible character. I love, by the way, I love Alberto Estrella as an actor. He's so good, and he makes me hate him because the character of Juventino is just so despicable and just so slimy. I hate him. He has a thing for Monse, so he's going to try to assault her. It's really, really bad. So the plan is set into motion, and Monse is set to run off. But before she's able to do that, Alejandro realizes she's missing and she tries to find her. And that's where the plan kind of changes. So Maria talks to her uncle and they decide that they're going to kill Montserrat. And so Juventino shows up to the meetup spot and he attempts to assault her. And when he does that, that's when Alejandro arrives and finds them and is like, get your hands off her and everything. And Juventino lies and is like, I was just trying to grab her and get her to the hacienda, but she got scared. So he lies, but oh, it's just so slimy and so sleazy. But point being that Montserrat is unable to run away. But the second time that she tried to run away completely breaks down Alejandro and he is pissed. He is angry and he's like you're never gonna learn and finally he blurts out to her that Jose Luis is dead and Monse has a complete mental breakdown she gets spiraled into this state of depression she doesn't want to talk to anyone she doesn't sleep it's really bad and she just can't believe that Jose Luis is dead meanwhile Jose Luis and Refugio make their way to Morelia and they try looking for Alejandro they go to basically anyone that they can find and are like do you know Alejandro and everyone's like no get the hell out of here so then finally they realize that they were given the wrong information so they go back to Aguasul and when they go back to Aguasul they go to Esmeralda who's upset at Refugio for running off without her and not telling her anything and then they confront her about everything and she's like yes I was the one that went to Montserrat and lied to her about Jose Luis but to be fair I didn't know Jose Luis and her brother had told me that he was a really bad person so I thought I was just doing them a favor and also I try to make it up to you by finding out where Montserrat is and so Jose Luis is like where is she and she's like she's at the hacienda which is only three hours away so this brings light to Jose Luis's eyes and he's like, I'm going to have her. It's all going to be great. So him and Refugio decide to make their way to the hacienda that very same night. So while this is happening, Alejandro's best friend hires a new capataz for the hacienda and sends him off to the hacienda. So the man goes and he is warned that there's been some assaults happening on the road, so to be super careful. So both this man and Jose Luis and Refugio are making their way to the hacienda. And Juventino, who, as y'all know, is Maria's uncle and a sleazeball, sets it upon himself to kill the new capataz before he gets there because his whole big plan is that he wants to own the hacienda and in his plan is he wants to be the capataz and he wants Maria, his niece, to marry Alejandro so that they can get all the money. So he sends his man to go kill this poor man. And they do. They assault him, steal everything, and kill him. And when this happens, Jose Luis and Refugio are also on the road. So they hear the gunshots and they think it's the Marines that found them. 
but they realize that it's a poor man who got assaulted and they go to try to see if they can help him. They find him dead. And as they're like scrounging and looking at the area, they find a letter and some papers with a map to the hacienda. And they realize that this man was, I believe his name was Alberto or Antonio, something like that. Antonio, I think. And Jose Luis decides that they're going to bury him and he's going to pretend to be him and be the new foreman of the hacienda. And that's how he's going to get Montserrat back. So Refugio is a scaredy cat and he's like, you're crazy. So Refugio is like, you're crazy. And also what makes you think that Alejandro doesn't know who the Capataz is or what he looks like. And then Jose Luis conveniently finds the letter that Alejandro's best friend wrote to Alejandro and it's like in the letter he talks about how the foreman has no sons no wife like no family and he's basically it's basically an introduction to who the foreman is so he's like I don't think he knows who the foreman is so this is my chance so they go with a plan and they arrive to the hacienda and they meet Alejandro And they tell Alejandro how they got assaulted and Alejandro is really nice and a gentleman to them and he sends them to their new home and everything. And then he invites Jose Luis to come have dinner with them that very same night. And that night, Montserrat is still in her state of depression and she doesn't want to go downstairs to eat. So she's like, I'm gonna eat in my room. And when that happened, I was like, oh my God, are they gonna postpone them meeting? But then Rosario, who is now working as a servant in the hacienda, goes to Montserrat and gives her a pep talk and is like, you go downstairs, wear your prettiest dress and show them who's boss. So she does. And when she's downstairs, she's talking to Alejandro when Jose Luis enters from behind and he says hello. And all Montserrat has to do is hear that voice to realize that that is her Jose Luis. So she turns around, sees Jose Luis, and then faints from the shock. So she faints, Jose Luis excuses himself, and he leaves. And then Monse starts asking all these questions about the new Capataz and everything. And that night, she sneaks into the Capataz's house, and she is finally reunited with Jose Luis. They are in each other's arms, they're crying. And then finally, Monse is like, I can't leave. You came too late. And she's just like, I, I'm not leaving. And this breaks Jose Luis's heart. But he is still determined that he's going to be at the hacienda, protect Montserrat. And when the time comes, he's going to kidnap her and they're going to run off together. And that is where I'm going to end for this week's episode. So... We finally have it. We finally have all three protagonists in the same room. I gotta say, I am still team Jose Luis and I really want him to win because Alejandro with what happened in these last few episodes, like he's lost a lot of my respect and uh, I hate it because it's really the result of bad writing and bad character development, but it is what it is. And that is where I'm going to wrap up for this episode. Thank you all so much for listening. I will see you again into the new year as we're going to continue recapping this telenovela. And I hope you enjoyed this episode. I will see you all again next week. Bye, everyone. Bye.